Now you truly can rewrite your future with these powerful prevention techniques. Going from feeling hopeless in your health to feeling confident. To bring information and unleash the potential of our listeners to ask the right questions. It's my responsibility to take control of my own health. Welcome to the Ask Why Medicine podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Ask Why Medicine podcast. I'm Dr. Gina Pritchard. And I'm Dr. Whit Wilkerson. I'm Patty DeMattis. And I'm Laura Hooper. And tonight on the first episode of Ask Why Medicine, we want to tell you our why in starting the Ask Why Medicine podcast. So I'm going to go first and tell you a little bit about my career and how I came to this point in my life. We're hoping from this episode that what we say tonight and on every episode will empower you to ask why in your own life. I rounded in the hospital, worked in the critical care units for many, many years. And after about 10 or 15 years of this, of having the most exciting times, the most exhilarating times, and the worst of times in the hospital, I began to ask why. For example, I can remember high-fiving the patient, hugging the patient, hugging the family when the procedure was successful, when the treatments worked, when the medicines were on point, and the patient went home and avoided the heart attack or avoided the devastation station of the stroke. How exciting. But obviously, if any of you have worked in a hospital or spent any of the time in the hospital, you also know that there are times when we cry with the family, when the patient didn't make it, despite all of the latest, greatest procedures, medications, tools, techniques, a wonderful team, well orchestrated. It just didn't work. And times Equally as devastating when the person, the patient did make it, but went home never to be the same again because of disability. However, I worked in a teaching hospital with a research hospital and felt like how exciting we're going to come up with the next medicine with the newer stent with a better procedure where we can save more people and hopefully keep them from going down this path. But what I realized, as I said, after 10 or 15 years about this was Two things. One, patients were coming in at a younger and younger age, which I was starting to notice and I was starting to ask, why? Why is that? And secondly, I was starting to notice that once a patient did go home from the hospital, whether it was after a stroke or after a heart attack, and despite how well they did, or perhaps they were debilitated in some form or fashion, it didn't seem to matter. Even those that came in and we intervened right away, and it seemed like we saved them from the heart attack before there was any heart damage. Do you know what we saw? These individuals, without fail, would return a time and time and time again with a need for another stent in their heart or need for bypass surgery when we hoped they could avoid it. Unfortunately, presenting to the emergency room with a second or a third or even a fourth heart attack with a second stroke. And so I begin to ask why, why is this that when I meet an individual, I need to take great notes on the things we talked about because I know they'll be back. Not only would I see them in the clinic, but we just knew despite the greatest medicines and the greatest care in the world, they would be back. So I began to ask why. And what I know today is that the tools, the techniques, the procedures, the medications, the research, the science is as powerful now in the world of prevention, in the world of health optimization. I was skeptical at first when I began to ask why, but now I know that if we intervene either before you have that first heart attack or stroke 
or after we know you have uh, had an episode with cardiovascular disease or cerebral vascular disease, if we intervene with equally as powerful procedures after you leave home, equally as powerful medications and treatments by continuing to ask why, why did this individual have a heart attack or stroke in the first place, we can now save you from those repeat hospitalizations and repeat procedures in a, a potentially devastating future. We can help you get back on the road to get back into your life and your life to the fullest. The other thing that is compelling to me about this podcast, the Ask Why Medicine podcast, is that most often the question I get when patients do come to see me is the question, why? Why did I have this heart attack? Perhaps it's even an athlete that eats clean, lives a pristine lifestyle. Many times people come into my office and say, I don't know why I had the stroke or perhaps they can't even speak clearly after the stroke. And the spouse is saying, why did my husband or my wife have the stroke? Everyone on our block thought they were the healthiest person on the block. So now we can answer that question, why, and save you from a life in your future that you don't want. You truly can rewrite your future with these powerful prevention techniques, but it all starts with asking why. I am so excited for our podcast as well. I'm just excited to bring information and unleash the potential of our listeners to ask the right questions so that they can ensure that they're getting the best care for themselves and for their loved ones. Working at the Heart Attack and Stroke Prevention Center, like Gina, our patients come in and ask us questions. They've read books or they want different kind of care and they ask us, why did I have a heart attack? Why did my parents have a heart attack at a young age? Why did I have insulin resistance forever and didn't know it? Why is my statin not working? There's a lot of ask why questions that we give them the answers to in preventive care. And standard of care, sometimes we don't. As a hygienist for over 40 years, I had to ask myself why about halfway through my career, why is my treatment not working? Why are my patients who brush and floss and seem healthy still have disease? And what we learned is they have underlying conditions that are fighting each other and making it really hard for the patient to heal or to fight off an infection. And even the American Academy for Periodontology classified periodontal disease in two ways that really relate to this, and that's periodontitis associated with systemic conditions and systemic conditions affected by periodontitis. So we have known that the mouth is actually connected to the body. And a common scenario of this would be all the dental patients that we have that are diabetic. And we've known for a long time that if our patient's diabetic, they probably are having a hard time controlling their blood sugar. And if they're having problems with their blood sugar, then they're much more likely to have periodontal disease that's hard to treat. So we call those conditions bi-relational or even root causes nowadays, or thanks to COVID in 2020, we are calling it the new buzzword, comorbidities. We've heard way too many times in the last year that a patient unfortunately passed away from complications of COVID, but they had no co comorbidities. But what we know is that they probably did have, in most cases, some comorbidities that they maybe weren't aware of, or maybe they were aware of it, but it just wasn't ideally controlled. So from now on, I hope that you guys will follow us on this podcast so that we can give you the right answers to ask to make sure you don't have comorbidities and that you're immune system is strong to help you fight off any infections or viruses that are coming down the pipe for you. So Laura Hooper here, and why ask why medicine? And I think one of the biggest questions of that is really to think about the transformation that we want to help provide to everyone that listens to this podcast. And that's going from feeling maybe frustrated and hopeless in your health to feeling 
confident and knowing that you can live a long, healthy life. And so I have 25 years in this medical dental background and being clinically trained as a hygienist and a care coordinator for the Prevent Clinic. We ask why, because it starts always with us. I asked myself that same question, why? Why me? And perhaps you have asked yourself this, maybe of yourself, of a friend, or possibly a loved one. And I find that it's very interesting because we've all heard this talk about this new generation of how they're not going to outlive their parents. Most people are getting sick and dying at a younger age more than ever before. And yet we're in this modern technology and we have all the latest improvements in science and medicine and not only here, but throughout the world. And we need to ask why, why are we getting sick more than ever before? So we're going to start discussing not only longevity, so the quantity of life, but more important, the quality of life, how well we live out these years. And so we want to bring you these stories that we hear of people who are reversing heart disease, diabetes, Alzheimer's, things that most of us don't even know that's possible. And so I am so excited to embark on this health journey, helping people transform their lives. What I say with the three smartest people I know that you're hearing from today and I hope you'll all stay with us as we bring some of the leading science and medicine and experts who will ask why and then discuss these leading answers to the most pressing questions in our healthcare system. This is Whit Wilkerson. I so enjoyed what you all had to say, and I'm so excited to be part of this Ask Why Medicine podcast. The journey started for me about 12 years ago. I was attending a meeting at the Cleveland Clinic that was for dentists and hygienists that was being sponsored by the Cleveland Clinic Wellness Institute and the American Academy for Oral Systemic Health. And there we heard some of the brightest minds in all of medicine and all of clinical care and all of research speaking to us us about the future of our country. Unfortunately, the picture that was painted for us was very bleak. In fact, Dr. Michael Roizen, who's the chief medical officer of the Cleveland Clinic Wellness Institute, said, we have a healthcare crisis that is destroying our nation. And within a very short time, we will become bankrupt because of the cost of health care, because of all the illness that surrounds us throughout our families and community. And we only have two options. One option is that we ration health care. That is, we limit health care, the access to health care, the procedures that you can receive, the medicines that you might receive, depending on your age, for example, or what the insurance companies will allow. And it's going to lead us down a tragic road of really great demise he said, but there's another option beside rationing, and that option is for all of us to become rational. Rational in the sense that we realize that it's my responsibility to take control of my own health and to oversee it, not the responsibility primarily of my physicians. And so with that, we heard marvelous speakers such as Dr. Caldwell Esselstein, who had been chief of surgery at the Cleveland Clinic, and one day he walked in and said, I quit. I don't want to put people to sleep anymore, to crack open their chests and remove disease, and to graft veins in around their heart and remove portions of their breast. He said, I want to find out why plaque, that buildup in the arteries that's causing atherosclerosis and heart disease and all kinds of ailments, why, why, why is that forming and what can we do about it? 
you know, a few years later, after doing several years of great research, Dr. Esselstyn wrote a book called Prevent and Reverse Heart Disease. And in that book, he gave the answer to his ask why question, finding that the cause of plaque in our arteries, atherosclerosis, accelerated aging, and cardiovascular risk is primarily related to not our genetics, but our lifestyle. Dr. Joel Furman, who is out of uh, Pennsylvania, has spent over 20 years studying type 2 diabetes and asking, why do people in such large numbers in our country develop type 2 diabetes? He wrote a book called The End of Diabetes. And in that book, he describes how in over 90% of his patients, they've been able to reverse type 2 diabetes, reducing blood sugar levels to a normal range without medication. How? through altering significant lifestyle factors in his patients' quality of life and habits. And so we've been working on this, what has been commonly called around the country integrative medicine. Being in the dental field, we've coined the term integrative dental medicine. And the whole concept of this is we look at the whole person, all the factors, diet, stress, exercise, toxins, periodontal disease, weight, genetic factors, and we try to understand what are the key things that are driving the most common cause for chronic disease, and that is chronic inflammation, inflammation throughout the body. And so what we want to do with our Ask Why Medicine podcast is to ask those questions about everything we can possibly think of that has to do with health and the health of us individually, the health of us in our families, the health of us that are medical and dental practitioners for our patients that we care for and in our communities. And we're going to strive to find the very best answers, to seek out the very best experts to help you and to help our whole community and our country to be able to answer those questions and to implement those things that will, that will allow us to be healthy and live a long good quality of life. And so we're so excited for you to be part of this and hope that you'll join us for every one of these episodes. So thank you for listening. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app and follow us on social media at Ask Why Medicine. You can look forward to two episodes a month and our next episode is asking why this new era of medicine is life-changing and life-saving. You don't want to miss it.